Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 71 of After 9. This is a special interview episode where Chad actually takes the driver's seat and interviews our good new friend from the north part of the north, new north, new England, north, new, new in, new in any, the New England area, Ryan Baker from the podcast, When You Gonna Be a Real Pastor. Ryan has served for 17 years in the same location and has a fount of wisdom to share with you today. You're going to love it and you're going to fully appreciate his accent. But before you head into the episode, make sure to check out youthministrybooster.com this week. A couple of special gifts for you. Brand new St. Patty's game and then a special Pi Day or Pi Week special. Some booster packs on the cheap for you to resource your large group ministry. So thankful for your listenership and hope you guys are having an amazing spring break. Whether you're serving abroad on missions or in your town or just enjoying a little bit of a break. We hope that this episode and this interview with Ryan Baker from When You're Going to Be a Real Pastor is an encouragement and a delight for you this spring break. Now sit back and listen. Here's Chad Higgins interviewing Ryan Baker. Hello and welcome to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins and I am with Ryan Baker. Ryan, how are you, man? Chad, I am doing great. Pumped to be on the show today. Yeah, so Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are also a podcast host as well. Yeah, this is uh, a new adventure for me. So Zach Hummer and I have started uh, When You're Going to Be a Real Pastor, and we just uh, did our 20th episode. So I think that makes us maybe a little legit on, you know, on, on one aspect, but we're having a blast. And, uh, have, yeah, having a great time with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, if you've been listening to After Nine and hopefully you have, um, started listening to When Are You Going to Be a Real Pastor as well. But, um, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about it here on After Nine. And you can find, um, those links on our, um, webpage as well at, uh, www.youthministrybooster.com. And so, um, uh, make sure to go check out that partnership between, um, us and, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Zach, uh, my Zach uh, recorded your Zach, and and he called him his best friend, and that was hurtful, wasn't it? It it it, it stabbed yep. me deep down. But then last week's episode with Zach, he um he, I, you know, he kind of redeemed himself at the end of the episode. <laughs> he apologized. He put his son on the air. That like gave us these like goo goo ga ga kind of yeah, noises, yeah. and 
And, you know, Zach Workin knows that, like, I think his little son hung the moon. And so it was a, it was a nice, um, you know, apology. And, but it was needed. It really, it wounded me deep down for sure. Oh. Ryan, man, I am, I'm excited for you to be on, uh, the show this week. And, um, man, we want to dive into this. We, um, you are a youth minister yourself. Where, um, where do you serve at? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I serve. Um, in a Christian and Missionary Alliance church in Madison, Connecticut. Uh, our church is called Christ Chapel. I'm in my 17th year here, so all of my full-time youth ministry years have been at this one church. Um, nice. And so I'm really uh, the associate pastor as well. It's a small church, about 250, 300 people, and so I get to wear a lot of different hats, uh, which works perfectly <laughs> uh, uh, to my personality type. And uh, so I get to uh, be the youth pastor. Um, I get to serve as an elder here as well. And uh, I'm also the worship director. So I'm pretty busy. Oh, wow. um, and I got a lot, lot, lot going on, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Um, so you've been there for 17 yeah, I mean, years? Yeah, 17th year. I started uh, September of 2000. Very nice. So let's let's dive into the, one of the first questions that we like to ask is, I mean, what got you into youth ministry? 17 years ago, what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> Great question. Um, so, Chad, here's the deal, right? Um, there is zero evidence of this now, but I was actually in school to become a physical education teacher. I wanted to be a gym teacher. Um, but, but my wife and I, we got married during our uh, college years, and she was a, slightly ahead of me. And so I stopped classes and got a job and, and worked. And then once she finished up, uh, she got her first teaching job. And so um, I was just getting ready to jump back into my classes and finish my degree when a friend came up to me and he said, listen, I know that you volunteer at your church in youth ministry, and I've seen your heart for students. And the church I'm going to now is a growing church, and they're looking to hire their first youth pastor, full-time youth pastor. And he says this to me, he goes, I I prayed for 10 nights straight, and every night the Lord put you on my mind and on my heart. And she goes, what do you think? Do you think you'll apply? And I said, absolutely not. I've got plans. <laughs> and, uh, and so that, that's how that started. Now, listen, at the time, I was actually working as a preschool teacher. And I will tell you this, there is <laughs> what prepared me for youth ministry. It was being a preschool teacher. I mean, <laughs> being responsible for 22 four-year-olds by myself in a room. You know, the other teacher would go, yeah, I think I'm going to go um, organize the book closet for an hour. Here, you got, you got the class, right? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and so people would ask me, so Ryan, what's the difference between being a preschool teacher and a youth pastor? And I would say pretty much preschoolers are shorter. And, uh, and you don't have to help them out with bathroom problems. Although I will tell you that after entering a bathroom where a teen has been in there, uh, assistance definitely was needed. Yeah, there may be <laughs> needed. If you're a preschool teacher and you make the comment, I'm going to go – organize the book closet is that is that just code for i'm gonna yeah, go hide yeah, in the closet for, for 30 I minutes i need to walk away right now absolutely <laughs> absolutely but so i was a preschool teacher at the time and to to make some extra money i decided that i was gonna be 
the morning pool lifeguard at the Jewish Community Center. So that mean I that meant I was the guy that opened up the pool at five a.m. Now you do not have to be a great lifeguard to be the five a.m. lifeguard. That is. Right. That is the those are the 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 lap people, right? They just swim laps and they're awesome. And so, about three days after, my friend said, "Hey, would you apply to become our youth pastor?" And I told him no. Um, he said, uh, uh, um, "Oh, so I was I was sitting in the lifeguard chair around five thirty in the morning, uh, five thirty in the morning, and man, the Lord, the Lord hit me." And, um, where I live, there's a lot of Italians. Okay. So I kind of grew up in little Italy here in Connecticut. Um, and so I kind of heard, you know, I heard the, it was almost the audible voice of God, not, not completely, but almost. And I heard, literally, I heard the spirit of the Lord ask me this question. Um, so are you going to run your life or am I, I mean, that is mm-hmm. what that is what I felt God was speaking to me. And I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I said no. I didn't even pray about this. And man, the Lord got a hold of my mind and heart that moment. And I called my wife. I woke her up and I said, you're not going to believe this. This could happen. And she goes, you know, I really sensed that the Lord was going to do something different in our lives. Three months later, I was hired and I was the church's first youth pastor and only youth pastor. And I got to build this program. And I... Awesome. And 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 I and I want to share this scripture because this has been a foundational scripture in in my ministry and, it, and God gave it to me kind of right away. And it's Psalm 78 verse 72 and it's and it talks of David as as a leader. This is a David shepherd them with integrity of heart and with skillful hands he led them. And that has been my anchor verse for my calling into youth ministry mm-hmm. and I think that 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 order is important, you know. I think a lot of times we want to make sure that we're good at what we do, that we have, you know, the skillful hands to be able to do what God has called us to do. But we've got to make sure that we work first and foremost, that we have this integrity of heart. And um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my anchor verse, my calling verse. And that's kind of how God reached me there in that, that lifeguard chair at 530 in the morning, you know, speaking to my heart in that still small Italian voice. <laughs> Hey, oh, are you going to run your yeah. life or am I? What's it going to be here, pal? No. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how that, uh, that happened. Man, dude, I love, that's, a, that's a phenomenal story. And, and I think for so many youth ministers that I get to talk to, um, there, there seems to be that thread, yeah. right, of this like, you know, like God's calling us into this ministry. And for some of us, like we have this like pushback of no, no, no I want kind of want to do my own thing. I mean, here you were, right? I mean, you were pursuing the big money maker job of being a gym coach. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, you know, we, it, it seems like we, we want to run after these, um, you know, fine a- ambitions of our own. And then God calls us, um, into this. You know, I often hear people talk about, um, you know, I couldn't do anything else but student ministry. And, and so that's when I knew that, you know, that that was this calling. And I think sometimes like that's almost said in this negative way, right? right? right. Like God pushed me into youth ministry. But I think for many of us that have been in it for a long time, like um, we know how much of a joyous Mm -hmm. calling that is for ourselves. And that's one of the things that, man, I, I love about you guys' show is I think you guys you focus on the privilege and the importance 
of the calling that God has for your life now, right? The student ministry is not this like stepping stone to something better or this like holding pattern until God's really ready to use us, right? Um, and, And I think that's huge, man. Um, all right, so you've been in it 17 years, one church. What has been one of your favorite moments in youth ministry? That's a hard one to answer. And I love these questions because it really caused, it, it took me down memory lane, man. And uh, right. it, it brought a lot of good memories to the forefront of my mind. You know, it's, it's definitely hard to choose just one. I mean, I love seeing youth run stuff at church. You know, I love them seeing taking ownership of children's programs and, you know, leading worship and reading the scripture, um, getting involved in different ministries. You know, we don't have at our church, we don't do like a youth Sunday. Uh, We just believe that every Sunday is youth Sunday. Just get these Mm -hmm. kids plugged in and get them serving the Lord. Um, I, I thought back to the countless mission trip moments where um, it was obvious that God was working in their lives, that he was doing something amazing in them, uh, and that it was obvious that God was powerfully working through them. Um, those have been just exciting, exciting moments. I love to see uh, young people come to Christ. I mean, those are just euphoric, like, whoa, I can't believe right. that I got to witness this kid invite Jesus Christ into his life. Um, I love seeing breakthroughs. I love seeing kids get get uh, the healing and the help that they need. Um, I love having students come back and pour into the ministry here. Uh, that We've got a couple of kids that are doing that right now, a couple of uh, young adults, and it's, it is fantastic to see. Um, but I, I'll kind of hone in on this one moment, which was really sort of a culmination of two years. And it's, mm. it's in the story of one young man. A father reached out to me and said, my son is going to um, a school in your town. And this school is for uh, troubled teens, teens who are going through a tough time. And, you know, we know the Lord. He knows the Lord. He's going through some dark times. And we live about an hour away. And we're just trying to get him plugged into a, a youth group in the area. So I met with this dad and heard this dad's heart, and, um, and it was obvious that, that this was going to be um, you know, a long road for, for this young man and for this family. Well, I, I, I got to meet this, um, this, uh, this young man, and we kind of brought him into our youth ministry, and we welcomed him with open arms, and he was in rough shape. Um, you know, he was, um, I'll, I'll tell you this one story. He's a phenomenal musician. And so we invited him to be a part of our, our youth band. And, um, and he would, before kind of hitting the stage, sometimes he would disappear for a little bit and he would come back and he'd have some fresh cuts on his arm. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was just so sad. I mean, dark eyeliner, the whole bit, he was, he was really struggling. Well, I got to tell you, Seeing the way that my leaders and the, and the other students in the ministry just let him work stuff out, um, mm-hmm. allowing, um, allowing as he allowed us to pray for him and to minister to him. And, and it was, you know, it was tough stuff. And over the course of, of two years, his junior year and his senior year in high school, we partnered with his mom and his dad, and we just loved on this kid. And... And I got to tell you, he just visited our youth group last week, 
and he's going to a Christian college and he's majoring in music and God has done such an amazing work in his life. And I remember one particular youth night when he walked through those doors and his whole countenance had changed. The dark eyeliner was gone. He was walking with his head up high and you could tell that this kid um, shed some of those those demons shed some of those, mm-hmm. those problems. And, um, he was walking lighter. He was, there was a, um, sort of a brightness to him and it was such an amazing thing to witness. And I just had, it was just a moment of, oh my goodness, this youth ministry in this church, I'm so proud of them because, you know, they took in a stranger and they ministered to this young man in such a way that it really truly helped change his life. So yeah, man, isn't it so humbling? Oh, like moments crazy. like that, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the, those to me, like over the years, have been those moments where, like, I, I would agree with you. When when I think back to the like the big moments in my student ministry, like I often think about like the individual, yeah. yes. right? Like the individual yep. kid, and and there are always these moments where you're like. I I can't believe I get to do yep. this, right? I can't believe that there's a church that actually pays me money <laughs> to you know what I mean yes. to like just to try to to be faithful and live out what I feel like God's called me to do. It's huge, man. Um, you know, se- 17 years in and we all have these great moments, but but we always we often have really difficult yeah. times. And so the question that we like to ask on after nine is, you know, tell us about the night that you almost quit. And the reason that I love that story um, is because it has the, the word almost yeah, in yeah. it, right. That, that we hung around, that we stuck in it because I think for, you know, maybe some of our listeners here today, um, if we're just running from good moment to good moment, um, there's going to be seasons where it's difficult. So, Ryan, tell tell me about a time that you almost hung it up. You know, I absolutely, I love my church, and I'm thankful for what I have. And you know, 17 years, it ma- you know, it's a family, it makes it a family. All right. Um, but there have been, uh, you know, a handful of situations and handfuls of times, um, uh, a handful of people in the past that have really you know, wounded me. Uh, I, I had a, I had a guy once threatened to burn my house down and look, there, you got to know something about <laughs> ministry in new England, right? There's no Southern, Oh, bless your heart. And then stab you in the back, right? It's you pretty much. No, hold <laughs> yeah. on. What, what you don't know about the South is bless your heart means, means <laughs> I will burn your house. Down. Exactly. There is no bless your heart. We skip that and go right into, I'll burn your house down. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, so you really not, you kind of know where you stand with people up here. And I actually really like it that way. Um, you know, and I, and I could think about two or possibly three ministerial assassination attempts on me. Um, and it's, it's really amazing you know, how much damage just a few people can do. You know, and sometimes sure. divisive people are, are given passes because they maybe do a lot of stuff in your church or, you know, they're really active and they get things done. But like that stuff just comes with shrapnel sometimes. Or, you know, right. I, I think back in when there was maybe times where there was a lack of vision or direction. Um, and then the bean counters and the, and the, the hunters emerge and, you know, start looking right. at everything underneath the microscope and, 
you know, um, you know, what used to not be an issue now all of a sudden is a, is a huge problem because there's that vision gap. Um, and, and I will, t- and I, I'm going to be honest, you know, there were days, Chad, where I would be in tears and just telling my wife that I am not sure I can do this anymore. And I'm sure that you have, this is not the first time that you have heard this from, you know, people that you have interviewed. And and at the same time, telling her, honey, rip up the letter, <laughs> delete the email, just let it go. That's not going to solve anything. And, and again, that's not a representation of, of, of my whole church experience. But it's interesting because I can't, my reason for quitting wasn't necessarily wanting to quit, I should say, was not necessarily related to youth ministry. It was just ministry in a church sometimes was just mm-hmm. so challenging. Um, but I, I will share this one event and, um, it, this was, this was a tough one for me. Um, uh, we had, we were three hours into our winter retreat. My wife had come with us and, uh, she broke her leg in two places. Oh, And so I was up with her you know, that whole night and then the whole next day. And we had a mom drive up in a minivan so that we can bring her home. Um, and there was, uh, she was going to just take her kids at that moment. Cause one of them wasn't feeling good. And, and, um, and one had to be, uh, at a dance thing or something like that. And she goes, you just look beat and you look tired. She goes, I, I just drove up the five hours and I'll just drive them back. And I said, you know what? No, I know this route, like the back of my hand. Let me, let me drive it back. I was running on adrenaline. Well, Chad, about an hour from home, I fall asleep at the wheel and crash the car. Oh. Um, and so, you know, it, uh, we totaled the vehicle. Uh, the firefighters that came onto the scene said, it is a miracle that you guys are alive. We rode about 65, 70 feet of guardrail and, um, and mm. somehow didn't, didn't flip, flip the van. Um, meanwhile, my wife is in the back seat with a broken leg. And, um, and I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I, that I could let this, this happen. And, uh, it was a really low point for me. You know, of course you beat yourself up in that situation. I mean, I could have killed these three kids. I could have killed my wife. I could have killed this mom. And, um, and I, I just remember, uh, feeling very, um, man, it's, it's really even hard to describe what that really feels like. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was that night and a few nights after thinking, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to walk away from being responsible for kids. You know, uh, this, it was too much to bear just to even think about that. I could have, could have killed, could have killed them. Uh, but you know, I received grace from those families. Talk about an opportunity to really receive forgiveness and grace and love. And people came around me and loved us and blessed us and, helped us through that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, man. You know, one of the things that, that we feel like the, those kind of questions are so important is, you know, I, I think for a lot of youth ministers, especially young ones, I, I think we can look at other youth ministers, right? And it's like, oh, they have it all together, right? right, right. <laughs> Here's Ryan. He's been at his church for 17 years. I'm, I'm sure he's got it all figured out, and he never has any difficulties. And I, and I think the enemy wants to deceive us in that way, right? It, that it's like, oh, e- e- 
it's always better the other place. And so you have guys that jump from here to there. And I think it's important to hear from from guys that are honest and open and go, man, there were there were seasons that were really tough. There were seasons that I wanted to hang it up, but I, but I stuck in there and I, I hung in there. And this is what God's able to do through that process of um, being persistent and and patient. Um, all right, so our our namesake after nine comes from the questions that we're like asking ourselves. Um, as we're like locking up, you know, whether it's Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you're doing like your your large group stuff at the church, um, we have these questions that go through our head, you know, like <laughs> where was so and so tonight? You know, why didn't our, yeah. you know, why my leaders say this? Were those Doritos old? All those kind of questions. So for you, what is what's one of the most common after nine questions that you have? Oh my um, goodness! On, I, on most Chad, Wednesdays? you kind of said it. Some nights are like, wait. I still get to do this. <laughs> this is incredible. Like okay. this is amazing. And uh and other nights it's like um what in the world am I doing? Um I am <laughs> so bad at this and I shouldn't be. Um you now, you know, so I have a um I have a way to process this. Uh, my best friend is part of our leadership team and we go out afterwards every Wednesday night. We go, we go out, we grab, uh, some unholy food and, um, and, and spend the night talking about each other's lives and what's going on. And often how we start is, Hey man, how did youth group go tonight? And one of the things I really appreciate, appreciate about my, uh, my friend and actually my whole leadership team is they are awesome and they are brutally honest. And that is, Mm. that is so helpful. Like, hey, man, and, right. and, and so the conversation is honest, and we often celebrate what went well, and we're just honest about what didn't go well. And, you know, these people are for me. This team cares very deeply about the students that they're shepherding and leading. And so I love that time to process immediately afterwards at the restaurant, talk in about it, processing it, criticizing it, tearing it apart, celebrating the whole bit, because I think that those are, those are important learning moments. Um, yeah. And so, and great adjustments and plans and ideas emerge from that time. And so, um, mm. so I, I think that that's, that's a critical thing to do is to have um, um, that, that, uh, process time. I don't know what else you want to call it, but man, that's, that's so good. Cause you know, and I think that that's probably one thing that 17 years of youth ministry teaches yeah. you is that sometimes like utter failures on nights yeah. are actually really beneficial for Absolutely. the ministry as yep. a whole. You know what yep. I mean? And cause sometimes we, we've got to walk through those nights that's like, Oh yeah, I, I handled that really yep. poorly. But I'm not going to do that again, right? Like I learned from that. I moved from that. I understand that that kind of event maybe doesn't work in my context, all those kind of yeah. things. That thing is huge. All right. So I, I'm excited to ask you this question um, because I think you may be one of the first guys that we've interviewed that's been at a, that, at a single place for so long. Yeah, yeah. All of your youth ministry career. Um, so if you could go back in time – Tell Ryan, first year Ryan, at the exact same church you're at now, what what is some advice that you would give yourself? Eat less. (laughs) 
You don't just because you're wait like that one specific <laughs> night or just like because you're serving pizza and snacks doesn't mean that you have to eat it all. You can you can back that back off some of that man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What, one candy bar prize for you. And one one candy me. bar prize for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, oh wait, did I order too much pizza? I'm gonna have to take some of that home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. Uh, um, all right, so here, here's here's what I would here's one of the things I would tell myself. I would tell myself a lot of things. Um, maybe some of the things I I, I shouldn't say in the show. No. Um, I would tell myself, don't promise what you can't deliver. And here's one of the things that I've learned about myself throughout the years is that I'm probably more of a, of a people pleaser than I'd like to admit. Um, and that's, I think that's, that's generated from a heart to want to bless and to be helpful. And, Sometimes it's out of pride or insecurity. There's a lot of different reasons why mm. our people pleasers. But I, I remember one incident, one instance, Chad, where a mom came to me. This was really like maybe for year one or year two. And, um, and I was guns a blazing, man. I was all fired up. And she came to me and she said, look, my, my daughter doesn't want to come to church anymore. And she's not sure about her faith. And I sat there and I said, look. We'll get her back in. We can do this. Mm-hmm. And made all sorts of promises and got this mom all sorts of full of hope and and didn't happen. And she marched herself right back into my office and said, you know, you promised that you would get my daughter back to church and oh. back to youth group and loving Jesus again. And it hasn't happened. You said that it would happen. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness. What did I, you know, you jerk. <laughs> like what? Yeah. You know, I said it to myself, you know, not to the mom. Um, right. And and I think that I have often overpromised or promised things or um, said yes when I know I should have said no or let me think about it or pray about it. Um, and I think that that's something that I have definitely have struggled with and I'm getting better at is just to say, okay, there's only so much that I can do. There's the work of God. And that's, you know, and there's, that's what God is the one that does the transformation. God is the one that does the, 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 the changing of the heart. Um, and I have no business, you know, promising that we could, that we can make that work happen in the lives of kids. Um, we set the table, you know, for, for that kind of stuff to happen. We, we definitely can do what we can do. Um, but, yeah, so I know I was kind of a little bit all over the place there on that one, Chad. But it, I think it all has the oh, common man. theme of, you know, out of a out of a desire to want to bless people and um, and to see what God can do in in kids' lives and students' lives. Sometimes I just said yes or promised stuff that I couldn't deliver on. Um, man, I think that that's huge, Ryan. I don't I don't know that any of our other guests. I've ever mentioned okay. that one, but like looking back at my own experience in ministry and, and talking with so many other people, I, I don't know that we would have, um, I don't know, pinpointed it the way that you did, but I think, I think you're dead on man. Cause I think so often we can get in trouble with really good intentions, yeah, yeah, really right? Good intentions. Yep. Like, like, I mean, you, I mean, we, we want kids like that, right? We want them to 
come back and have this like prodigal son story, yep. right? And 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 we feel like yeah, like I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then that's gonna happen, right? right? right. And and I think man, I think a lot of times. I, th- I I hear of guys running their entire ministry with that mindset, right? It's like I- I've read this youth ministry book, and they said if I do X, sure. Y, and Z, then I'm going to have this youth ministry that looks this way. And and I think not only are we making promises to people in our ministry and students and parents, I, I think if we're not careful, we can make those same promises to ourselves. Yeah, wow. You know what yep. I mean? And and then. We that doesn't happen, right? God doesn't move in that way, and then we begin to see ourselves as a failure in that, right? And and that has a toll on the longevity of our ministry and the way that we see ourselves, and even bigger, I think, the way that we see God, right? And and Him Him moving and acting, and it's like, well, God, I I did this for you. Where were yeah, you at? Yeah. Kind of thing. That I think that those kind of thoughts can pop into our head. Well, and I kept and I you know I kept this in mind when that dad approached me and said, hey. You know, my son is in a tough place and he needs a youth ministry. Um, there was a, that nagging voice. There was a part of me that wanted to say, we'll rescue him. We'll do it. You know, we can mm-hmm. do this. Um, but I held back. You know, I learned from that moment early on. And I just remember saying, you know what? Um, we're here for you guys. Um, we're going we're gonna to do what we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to pray for you. And we're going to hope that this is a youth, a, a time in his life where, or, and this is a place or a space, a sacred space, this youth ministry where he can come and experience God in a real way. And uh, I can't promise you anything, but um, let's partner together. And that was such the better That's way huge. to handle that than, you know, right. dun, da, da, youth pastor here to save the day. Um, right. Because we want to be the sure. hero, right? Sure. We want to be the guy that swoops in and... And save it, and I think, man, I think that that's such a good well. Thing. I like I like what you just said. So to 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 sort of sum that all all up, what would I say to my to my younger self is don't don't be the hero. Um, yeah, nice. All right. So, what is one practical tip application process that's making youth ministry better, or easier for you? Yeah, you know, this one, I, I don't know if this is, is as profound as you were <laughs> hoping it would be, but uh, um, I get a lot of ideas and thoughts at all different times of the day. And so, you know, inspiration doesn't always come when it's convenient for you. So I simply, one of the things that has really helped me is just notes on my on my iPhone. And so whenever I see something, hear something, think of something, that catches my idea that I think, oh my goodness, this would be this would be great. Something comes across, you know, um, my brain or whatever. I just throw it in a note. I have a um, it says just youth ministry ideas, and I throw all my ideas in there, and I can come back to it at any point in time. Of course, it syncs up, right? So you got it on, right. you know, your iPad or your desktop or your laptop or whatever. And um, I got to tell you, that has been. It's a simple thing because I used to just yeah. think, oh, you'll, you'll remember it. And I, could, I can't yeah. tell you how many awesome ideas never came back because I thought I would remember it, and I just <laughs> obviously didn't. Um, and so that has been – I've been doing that for a few years now, and it's been great because now i got this running list of stuff that, um, that has just been a sort of a source of 
yeah, some of that stuff gets thrown away, but some of that stuff actually ends sure. up being being a series or a program idea or something else. Right. Um, That's cool. It's yeah. a great idea. Simple, very practical, simple. Easy. Right. I mean, there are people that like, oh, you got to use Evernote or this other complicated note taking. You know, I I need to I need to keep it simple. <laughs> simple yeah. is better for me. I'm this. Yeah, I'm the same <laughs> way. Like people start pointing me to like apps and all that kind of deal yeah. and i'm just like no no no. i want the i want the principle <laughs> of what i'm trying yeah. to do like i don't need to have 1500 applications no that are working together to solve one problem yep no that's good so brother. there's good. so there's one right there and and i and i will say this one of the things that has absolutely been a real um ministry booster for me eh, to use that language there um is I've had the opportunity to mentor our middle school pastor who was a former student who became uh, an intern at our church, and now she's our our middle school director. Uh, Pouring into somebody else, mentoring somebody else, has been one of the greatest uh, ministry accountability things for me. Mm. Because when you're pouring and teaching somebody, pouring into somebody else and teaching somebody else, um, it's, it's an automatic, wait a minute, am I doing these things? <laughs> you know, right. am I following my own advice? And so I would just encourage, um, youth workers to look to multiply yourself and it may not be, you know, your own church. It could be at an, you know, somebody who's going to use their, you know, skills and gifts in another place. It's okay. Find somebody to pour into, cause that's a great accountability tool. Um, and, uh, yeah. So pouring into others. That's good, man. Well, brother, hey, thank you so much for for meeting with us today, man. I, I know that this has been beneficial for me, man. Just good to hear you. And um, well, listeners, hey, thanks for uh, uh, tuning into After Nine this week. We want to encourage you uh, if you haven't had a chance to rate review um, our podcast, please take a moment, uh, go do that today. It helps us out um, so much. And if you have not had the opportunity uh, to check out when are you going to be a real pastor. Um, you just need to go do that right now. Crime Town may play after this, but it will wait. All right, it will wait. Um, and so there are two other guys from the New England area that kind of have the same accent, and you'll you'll think you're listening to Crime Town anyway. So go check out uh, that podcast. You will absolutely uh, love it. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week at After Nine. There you have it. There's Chad's interview of Ryan Baker from the podcast, When You Gonna Be a Real Pastor. If you haven't checked out their podcast yet, please go check it out. It's super good. Your subscription, rating, and review are free gifts that are good gifts to give them. Check it out. They will thank you. You will enjoy it, and you will thank us. Stick around for After 9. In the next two weeks, got some big announcements for you, and we are so thankful for your listenership and hope you all have an excellent spring break. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.